Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Free Jeffrey Tubin. Free Jeffrey Tubin. What's up, boys and girls? It's your favorite podcast, the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co host, Joel. Is this thing on Cheeseman? And this is Chad, just the tip, so wash. And on this week's show, it's an eightfold versus Beamery Cage match. Houston, we have a problem. And signing bonuses for strippers. And did I mention Jeffrey Tubin? Yes. You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser. But did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Oh, dude, Belgium just tied it up. Denmark won, Belgium won. Very nice. So you're paying way more attention to this uh, football thing than I am. I'm dealing with a sick four-year-old. So what 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 round is this? Is this uh, something important to move on to another <laughs> like round? It's kind of almost like round robin to some extent, right? You're in groups. You got to get out of the groups. And uh, Belgium okay. and Denmark are, are in the same group. They're playing today. Uh, Portugal is in a strong group. Shit, they've got Hungary. Not incredibly amazing but they also have france mm-hmm. in germany so yeah there's Ouch. there's a, a lot a lot of good football happening so it's it's world cup for europe yeah yeah did i mention a sick four-year-old did i, <laughs> did I mention that i'm on about two hours sleep and uh yeah forgive me if i'm not as cohesive on this show as i i typically am but i'm gonna do my best to power through this because damn it the energy is palpable with, well, with how you're coming through with the football excitement. Well, and I got to say, other football, the NFL names Diageo as the first official spirit sponsor. 
for NFL football. So, dude, can you imagine how much (laughs) Bullet and Johnny Walker would actually cost at an NFL game? Not to mention Philly fans, not just drinking beer, but taking (laughs) shots. I mean, come on. (laughs) I'm thinking just give uh, two liters of uh, Bullet out at Philly games. I think that'd be a good good choice. Only in the glass containers. Only in the glass containers. So bad. Remember when glass bottles used to be uh, sold at games until Cleveland decided to screw that one up? <laughs> yes. Yeah. They they are great projectiles. Yeah. So Mahomes and Brady on uh, Madden this season. That sounds like a double whammy of uh, cursedness to me. Yeah. Makes it look good for Justin Fields. <laughs> Which we're going to Chicago. That's a nice little segue there. We're going to, not a public event, but we're going to go hang out with uh, Joe Shaker and the gang. A little Abby Cheeseman action with Skill Scout. They're doing some sort of video that they want to send, which scares me a little bit. Uh, But I I guess we'll see where that goes. I guess we'll see where that goes. But looking forward to that. Cleveland plays Chicago at Wrigley Field. I'm excited about that for sure. I'm excited. I'm going Cleveland uh, six to two. What a, who, I don't know who's pitching, <laughs> but I'm going to go with that. Well, we've got that. And then the next week. So I've got to spend like four hours in the car with you there and back. <laughs> uh, then the next week we're going to Cleveland. Oh, hey. And we're going to see the Cleveland Indians there as well. We're going to visit our friends at Evergreen Podcasts. Uh, We're actually next that week. In two weeks, we're going to be recording in the Mm -hmm. podcast studios at Evergreen. So pretty stoked to see Joe in Chicago and Mm -hmm. our friend Michael and the crew uh, in Cleveland. You get to Michael Texar, the Texar, the Texar. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real nice to my wife this weekend to hopefully make sure we get the minivan to, to Chicago. <laughs> That's the only way to go, baby. The battle buggy holds at least four kegs. Just so you know. Yeah. I was going to say so the you know. last thing we want to do is take a Julie sports car, right? By the way, Father's Day is this weekend, right? Are yeah. you uh, happy? Happy Father's Day. That's a shout out. Uh, I assume that's a worldwide holiday. I don't know. But in the U.S., if you're a father, happy Father's Day. And if you if you haven't called your dad, make sure you do that on uh, on Sunday. Are you are you guys going to do anything special? Father's Day is the worst holiday ever. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Nobody cares about dad. <laughs> Everybody cares about mom. I mean, seriously, I'll, I'll get a chance to to be out in the yard and like mow the lawn or something like that. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll cook some 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 uh, vegan brats. I, I don't know. But uh, yeah. other, other than that, uh, I'll just enjoy the weekend. Yeah, I want to say I saw something that that Mother's Day is like the number two or three most celebrated holiday. After oh, yeah. like, you know, it's like Jesus and then mom. That's kind of like <laughs> where it goes. And and dad is somewhere after like the Easter bunny and yeah. or the leprechaun. I don't yeah. know which one. Yeah. So, yeah, we like Chris Rock says, dads get the big piece of chicken. That's about it <laughs> in terms of our our lives. No one gives a shit. Anyway, happy Father's Day, everybody. Happy Father's Day. And also this weekend, it is Juneteenth. So happy Juneteenth to everybody. That is the celebration of emancipation of enslaved African-Americans in the Confederate States and has yeah. commemorated the anniversary of June 19, 1865. Yeah, 
It was Galveston, right? It was Tex- Galveston in Texas, the, the final the final slaves that realized that they were free. And it was two years after the proclamation was signed. Because we had to have Union soldiers actually get down there to yeah, enforce a, it, right? And they had to go all the way to Galveston. If only Twitter had existed back in 1865. Yeah, no shit, it would have been no shit. mass celebrations. Exactly. Uh, also this weekend, shout out, eight states are ending, uh, you know, the federal unemployment benefit programs. Uh, those states include Alabama, Idaho, our very own Indiana, Nebraska, New Hampshire. If you're seeing red, you're not alone. North Dakota, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Happy No More Federal Assistance Day, everybody, on Saturday, if you live in those states. Remember who the politicians are in office today that are cutting that off so that you can uh, ensure not to vote for those sorry sons of bitches. (laughs) By the way, they were like... How many didn't vote for Juneteenth? It was like six or something. Yeah, like 14 Republicans. Yeah, Yeah. 14 Republicans. Yeah. So none none from our state. I was surprised. I was kind of thinking that was probably going to happen, but none from Indiana, a very conservative state. If you don't, if you don't know. Shout out to our friends. Lynn Bailey and Tyler Weeks for coming out to having dinner and drinks with uh, Julie and I and actually her team while we were in Portland. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a great time, had had some great Italian food, went mm-hmm. to this dive bar. It was amazing. I don't know. We stayed up till at least one or something like that. As a matter of fact, drank so much, I actually had to flake out on Lance Hahn the next day. I couldn't do lunch with him because I just couldn't do any more beer. I was fucking out. You flaked on Lance. Oh, man. That's... Sorry, Lance. That's rough. Yeah. As if as if not being a, a Portland Trailblazer fan isn't enough. <laughs> He's got to have you stand him up. So, Oops. so who brought the who brought the edibles? Uh, was that Ty or Alin? I'm not saying. <laughs> it doesn't All matter right. in Portland. You can bring whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think I can guess. I can guess who brought it. Uh, shout out to Deidre. Her friends call her D. Apparently, uh, Pitts. She is this month's beer drop winner. Yes. We, and, and we're very excited for her. She uh, she hates Indeed. I don't know if that has come across in past <laughs> past spot, past, past spot. but we're going to put I, some beer in her and get her on a Zoom call and see if I she'll just go ape shit on Indeed uh, yeah. and give us some scoops. So, D, uh, happy for you again. Beer Drop is sponsored by our buddies at AdZuna. And by the way, if you haven't signed up to get some free shit from us, what is wrong with you? Were you not hugged enough as a child? Yes. You got to hit up chadcheese.com slash free. We got free t-shirts from Emissary. We got beer, like I mentioned, from AdZuna. And we got whiskey from our friends at Sovereign. If you like any or all of those three things... You got to head out to chadcheese.com slash free and sign up. Plus, we're doing a, a bourbon tasting uh, with tonight. Michael Cox tonight, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 So not only do you get free beer, liquor, or T-shirts delivered to your front door mm-hmm. by FedEx or UPS or however they come, but we actually get a chance to sit down and have a tasting. So do that. We're, we're throwing in scotch this month. We kind of threw in a, an Adam Gordon curveball. Nice. 
this month. So nice. uh, yeah, it's it's not it's whiskey without the e, which he was quick to correct me on that. So if uh, if you're in if you wanted to know, Scotch is whiskey without the e. Everything else has the e, kids, or you just spell it bourbon and you're good. Because uh, Pete takes all the e out of it. A big shout out to Australia's top pod kids. That's right, Lauren and Craig are hitting their hundredth episode and they had us on for a chat so uh, congratulations to them 100 episodes that's uh, that's a lot of episodes still in still in diapers at 100 episodes what are we up to what are we up to seven what we're approaching 700 yeah lost count uh, somewhere in 2018 I lost count of all <laughs> these say, you counted yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, shout out for me to young people. Yeah, I said it. Uh, so in a recent poll, almost 60% of white collar staff aged 21 to 30. Oh, weren't, weren't those the days said that quote, working in a modern collegiate office environment has become more important to them over the past year. This is uh, from Bloomberg, which cited a sharp corporation survey. Believing work from home has in some way hobbled their careers. The majority favor at least a hybrid work model post-pandemic. So young people, get your ass back in the office, get hustling, climb that ladder. I'm rooting for you. Yeah. While I sit my ass at home, you should be in the office. Uh, Big shout out to uh, Monster and their roaring comeback. Did you see this in Forbes? (laughs) Oh my God! No, oh no! Wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! It was a, it was actually a Scott Guts puff piece. I, I I just saw that, so it was funny. I saw this article. I can't remember who sent it to us. Somebody who sent it to us. Somebody sent it to us, and I, I read it and I was like, "What the fuck is this? Is this like ten years ago?" I uh, I actually reached out to author Jack Kelly, who is the CEO of WeCruiter, to mm-hmm. ask if this was a paid piece. He he didn't get back to me. I can't imagine that a guy with Kelly's experience, a guy's been in the industry for a very long time, Uh but the guy with his experience and background in this space would be so out of touch. I mean, he, he, he had to get paid for this thing. Or or he's got like an impending partnership or they want to buy his, I don't know what's going on. Like the, the, so what, so the title of the article, uh, monster, one of the first job boards, plans a roaring comeback under a new CEO with a focus on the fast growing generation Z. So let's dissect this for a second. They do not have a new CEO. That's the first thing that I thought, Oh, Scott guts is gone. No, he's in his third or fourth year of being CEO. So new is 2019, I think. Yeah. Yeah. New is very, I think it's before that. Anyway, uh, he's definitely not new. Uh, And then uh, that they're focusing on the fast growing generation Z Generation Z thinks Monster is an energy drink. So to yes. think that you're going to focus on them and get them to come to Monster.com to find Not work happening. is is a little bit a little bit disillusioned. I guess would be the best word. A little bit of uh, stupidity. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, this yeah. was a great article by Forbes. Thanks. Topics. All right, so uh, Beamery Kids, this one hit our hit our inboxes uh, this Ooh. morning. Uh, so there's a new all-in-one contender entering the ring, <laughs> kids. Talent operating system Beamery uh. just raised $138 million. 
According to TechCrunch sources, that gives them a valuation of around $800 million. I can I can feel that unicorn horn growing right as I, I tell this story. London-based Beamery plans to use the money to continue building out more technology as well as growing its business, which has been expanding quickly and saw a 337% revenue growth year over year in Q4. Leading the round by way of its teacher's innovation platform is the Ontario Teacher's pension fund, which you might remember, Chad, was part of the Apollo acquisition of CareerBuilder. These guys yep. love them, some some workforce technology. CEO and co-founder Abakar Sadov told TechCrunch, quote, HR hates having different systems and everything becomes easier when things are interop when things sorry when things interoperate well this guy's smarter than me prior to this beamery had raised a total of 300 or 35 million dollars since launching in 2014 this is according to crunchbase according to linkedin the company employs about 200 people listeners will remember phenom a competitor was valued at 1.3 billion dollars back in April after raising a $100 million D round with a total funding uh, for Phenom of $161 million. So the all-in-one platform battle wages on, Chad. Your thoughts? The pandemic has forced companies to adopt tech much faster, and we're seeing a very frothy market because of it. Although after Smashfly was acquired in 2019, late 2019, I think companies like Beamery are asking themselves today, how have we not been acquired and how are Mm. we not a part of a larger ecosystem? Companies like Beamery and Phenom People are in a very precarious situation as they take on more funding, their price tag becomes inflated and their suitors dwindle, which means what? It means the froth is getting a little bit crazy at this point in time. They have to use words like operating system for recruitment and talent (laughs) graph. I mean, these are all ways for Beamery to not say applicant tracking system, but that's that's where they're headed. That's where they have to go, mm-hmm. especially since they've taken this kind of cash. Mm-hmm. I think they've got one path after taking this type of cash. Yeah, I mean, this, this race to the top was really started, I think, and I think everything over the last f- how many years has been started by Microsoft paying $26 billion for, for LinkedIn. Yeah. That sort of was the first domino to fall. And then you had Google get in with Hire and what they're doing. And then everybody thought, holy shit, this whole workforce thing is it. There's something there. So money started flooding in. It started with the ATSs, which was reasonable, right? You had, you know, the job bites and the ISMs, et cetera. And now all these, I, geez, I don't know. They were sort of uh, layers on the ATS, uh, mostly CRM, mostly, you know, mobile technology, whatever started coming in. And, and it's sort of like, okay, are we going to be a feature to the ATS and be acquired? Well, no, that doesn't seem like that's going to be a thing. We can't really just stagnate as a feature uh, on top of the ATS right now. So, We've either got to roll the dice and become a platform and compete with these guys, or we're going to have to like just be where we are. And investment capital usually doesn't like to sit where it is. So yeah. all these companies are like, let's roll the dice, write a big ass check to become an all-in-one platform. And th- it's just, this just seems like every month, it's like a new site that I don't think any of us would have ever thought would be an all-in-one platform five years ago when they started out are now going to be vying for this space. And it's just like, 
they're going to be some big winners and they're going to be some mad losers um, in this space. I don't, I, I tend to lean Beamery on the loser space. Um, you know, well, well wishes for them. One of my favorite people, as Allison Holbrook, uh, is is in their marketing team, and I, I certainly we like them, and they like us. They've sent us shit, but uh, Beamery doesn't really strike me uh, on the tip of my tongue as like, holy shit, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna rule the world. Um, but hey, I could certainly be wrong. There is just so much freaking money coming into this space. There's going to be some some big losers when all is said and done. Yeah, well, even more money with Eightfold. What do you think about them? Yeah, so Eightfold, geez, this one dropped on Friday after we recorded uh, the weekly show. So Mountain based or Mountain View based Eightfold AI, uh, this was late last week, announced that it had raised $220 million. Hold my beer, uh, Beamery. Series E round at a valuation of $2.1 billion. Uh, you'll remember ZipRecruiter was valued at about $2.5 billion. Uh, total funding raised to date for, for Eightfold is more than $410 million. Uh, with more than 350 of that million coming in the last several months. In a release, the company said funds will be used to continue the rapid growth and development of Eightfold's tech stack. For those not familiar with the company that launched just five years ago, Eightfold uses deep learning and AI to help companies find, recruit, and retain workers, which is a pretty uh, recognizable story. Founders, founder and chief executive Ashutosh Garg said in that same release, quote, current HR systems were designed to address issues from a previous era and they have failed to keep pace with the changing nature of work and the workforce. And quote, the company said it has amassed clients in over a hundred countries and offers its platform in over a dozen languages. According to LinkedIn, they employ a little over 300 people. This was really big news late last week. So back in October, they took 125 million. And I pretty much said the emperor has no clothes and I'm still there. <laughs> I, I believe startups like Eightfold need to be more disciplined and focus on becoming a master at something rather than mediocre or really shitty at everything. Hmm. When this type of cash is infused into an organization, the pressure to become everything to everyone soon becomes the vision. And what's, what's Eightfold's current slogan? I do not know, Chad. What is their current slogan? The right career for everyone in the world. <laughs> Jesus. So fucking. Seven billion people come to Eightfold. <laughs> so again, everything to everyone, right? Side note, side note, side note. No. For, so I have a better slogan. Eightfold calls their platform a talent intelligence platform. Marketing, get ready to take notes here, kids. Eightfold gives your talent pipeline just the tip. Talent <laughs> intelligence platform by Eightfold. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Let's talk a little bit about Eightfold. Do you think they're not an old company? It was like 2016 they were founded. Yeah, five years. They were really focused on matching. And then they took the $125 million And again, they boom, went to, we're going to be all things to, to, to everyone. What do you think about that? That's quick. We have individuals who really leadership wise, they're not from this market. Do you, do you, do you buy into this? Because you didn't Beamery. There's a lot more heat around Eightfold. It's, it's the newer kid on the block, uh, so to speak. I, I've not talked to anyone in, on employer side that says, I use Eightfold and it's amazing and it's the best thing since sliced bread. 
Um, now, I will say that uh, a good buddy of mine, this is a shout out to my boy, Kevin Burgess, uh, who I've known forever, uh, just took a job at, at Eightfold oh, and seems fun. really optimistic uh, and excited about the opportunity. But I just think, man, these companies have nowhere to go but IPO or they have to sell to, I don't know, one of the big four or five companies in our space. And just the options are really limited. I, I just, man, we'll see what happens. It's a, it's a hell of a lot of fun, but these valuations and what these guys are getting is, is just Crazy. dwarfing the shit that we saw back in, you know, the dot-com heyday yeah. of yeah. Headhunter and these guys going public. I mean, it's just, it's probably not going to end well, everybody. It's well, probably not going to end very well. And and by the way, yeah, not to jump ahead, but I mean, we got some rumors, uh, rumors that came through from pretty reliable sources. I mean, Smart Recruiters is apparently going to announce another 100 to $150 million raise really soon. So the amount of money is insane. iSims has to go public soon to sort of make some sense of all this stuff, because I don't think ZipRecruiter's IPO had any sort of positivity of where this thing is going. We need someone in. We need someone in the the, the tech, and and you could argue Zip is tech, but I think publicly or perceptually, it's still a job site. You know, let's get another workday style company out there and, and see what happens. But I don't think this is going to end well for a lot of companies. No, I mean, it, not to mention we are blatantly seeing a convergence in the market toward ATS, Beamery, Phenom. Eightfold and many other players in the market, you know who you are. They must yeah. hit the ATS head on. So what does that mean for ATS vendors? I mean, you have several Trojan horses in your city right now. They're integrated into your city. And now guess what? They're going to be competitors. So this is why the ATSs for, for the most part are slow to partner and become deeply integrated because of the Trojan horse factor. Yeah, There's a convergence. I don't care if yeah. you call it an ATS. You can call it a, an experience platform. You can call it an operating system. You can call it the tip. I don't care. Overall, they are all going to be converging in the same area. And that's where winners and losers happens, kids. Yeah. And by the way, my guess is there's going to be a whole new wave of these companies that include, you know, the Seekouts and the Paradoxes and a few of those higher tool maybe that want to be a platform as well um, and don't want to just be a feature that's that's integrated into these platforms. So, you know, I think there's a whole other round of, of big money coming to some of those folks and it's gonna, it's just going to get frothier and more competitive and more fun to talk about if you have a podcast. But that's yeah. that's what I foresee in the next 12 months too. Yeah. You'll see some of those very smart organizations who have been hyper-focused, they will be acquired by the companies that are getting all this fucking money. And yeah. if Eightfold believes they can build this all themselves, man, they are fuck. They're going to kill themselves. Uh, the scale that they need to be able to, uh, to reach, uh, and not to mention as broad as they say they're going, uh, they're yeah. going to have to do some acquisitions. And smart companies who have focused and become a master in those areas, they're they're ripe for the picking. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, we've talked about, geez, almost all the chatbots are off the board now, and most of which terms of the deal were not disclosed, which is never a great thing um, right. for acquisitions. Nope. So we'll see, you know, I'd be interested to see if, if the seek outs, the higher tools that like, 
if those guys start going off the board, um, you know, we've talked about Zor in the past that has raised uh, a decent amount of money. We'll see what happens uh, with them. It's been an interesting year and it's going to continue to be an interesting year. And we'll be uh, we'll be happy to talk about it. Is that a uh, unicorn in your pants or are you just happy to see? Me? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little horny, but we'll save that for the end of the podcast. Let's take a quick break. Last year's Summer to Evolve saw us bring together some of the biggest names in talent acquisition, presenting exciting content to help us learn and grow in these evolving times. This year, we're back to do it all again, taking our eight weeks of virtual sessions on tour for the Summer to Evolve road trip presented by Jobvite. Virtually visiting locations around the world, we're excited to share more talent acquisition tips, tricks, and best practices with you. Visit the summer to evolve.com to learn more. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the chat and cheese has a new LLM. <laughs> No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about Text Kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text Kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com nachos (laughs) and don't forget all the folks that got money from work from home and remote and mental health and all that good stuff it's going to be an interesting year for sure frothy frothy so speaking of froth let's talk about gloat and we won't (laughs) gloat about it so a $57 million series, gee, that seems like a, a low amount of money now, uh, Series C funding round was announced today by Gloat. The money will go toward accelerating product innovation and market expansion. This brings the total raise to $91.6 million. Let's just call it $92 million for the New York City-based company that was founded in 2015. TechCrunch speculates the valuation for the company lies at right around $400 million. Gloat bills itself as an AI-powered, like everyone else, software offering uh, that enables companies to connect their own employees with new opportunities within their own organization. The company says internal job boards typically have atrocious engagement, and they're hoping to change that. According to LinkedIn, the company employs around 175 people. So, Chad, are you ready to gloat? 
It's hilarious. Every every fucking segment wants to throw AI in there. And I, I want all you startups that are out there to, to listen to me just for a second. When you are going into pitch meetings for funding, use AI all over the place. For everything else, stop it. You look like a fucking idiot. AI is a commodity, okay? Anyway, during uh, our interview with Alin Bailey a couple of weeks ago, it's called Panic, Truth, and Fire listen to it. She said, everyone is talking about internal mobility and nobody is doing it. That means gloat could come in, pretty much come in and make it easier for companies to retain, promote, and even provide much better transparency of the talent that already exists in your organization. So I think this is is great for gloat. I think that Unfortunately, will talent acquisition pay for it? And where does it actually lie? Is mm-hmm. it HR? Because we're talking about employees. Yeah. And, and talent acquisition generally is looking for all that new talent that's outside the organization. So that's also another issue. But will TA pay for it? Will HR pay for it? We all know that it's necessary. But the question is, will they pay for it? Do they think it's important? And will an applicant tracking system actually look to acquire you after taking this kind of cash if they feel like they could build it themselves. And I've Mm -hmm. seen so many applicant tracking systems build lame ass internal mobility, quote unquote, platforms or features or whatever it is. So the big Mm -hmm. question is, is internal mobility important enough in the market and also with uh, with partners, big core systems? I had a nostalgic moment when I read this. Uh, Remember Crowded? And those those fun early podcasts with them, and yeah. and reinvigorating your ATS and getting them excited about uh, current jobs at the company. Uh, we both agreed it was a great idea. The execution maybe not so much, but I think we both agree that uh, companies spend too much money to get fresh blood and new new bodies into the into the machine. Yeah, when when they already have uh, you know more than likely competent talent that's already in the database that they just let sit there and, and get crusty and, and grow cobwebs. And this is a trend I think that that we, we both agree with needs to happen. Uh, companies need to be better about farming, their, harvesting or farming you know their current database, getting them energized, getting your current employees energized around new opportunities at your company and, and growing people on the farm instead of going out and hunting for new, new folks. So the trend I think uh, I certainly agree with, and I think we both agree with whether or not Gloat is the, the company to do it. Uh, you know that is left to be said. I do think that uh, this company, as well as the other two that we talked about at the opening of the show, portends very badly for job boards and and particularly ZipRecruiter, uh, oh, yeah. who we we've talked about very recently, because the whole trend around we want to use our own job site to generate people and we want to have our own tools to source folks. And now, you know, we want to have our own technology that that leverages our own people to mobilize them into new opportunities. All of that is bad news for ZipRecruiter and Indeed and anyone else who's in the job posting business long term. So uh, the trend I'm, I'm down with, I think if you're a job site, you're, you're not real happy about this trend of like the, the company page and the company being the centerpiece of all recruiting. Um, but that's where things are going. And I kind of saw it. I'm sure you did too, back even when, you know, the first ATSs existed to say like, look, if you can control the company website, you kind of win, uh, to be an intermediate that just serves traffic to them. Like that's, 
going to be a commodity someday. Um, I think search engine helped help spur that. So yeah, Gloat, I don't know a ton about them, but I, I think the trend is something to look forward, uh, look toward. And I think companies are going to look for ways to, to take their current data uh, employees and, and make them their new employees in new positions. So I'd be a buyer if we were playing buy or sell. Yeah, I, I just I think they're on the expensive side of something that everybody says they need, but they're not currently doing. So the question is, will sure. people spend money? Now, there's also a very big diversity, equity and inclusion play here, because if you are losing people of color and females because they have these issues of internal mobility mm -hmm. and they're actually leaving because they're, they're not seeing any opportunity for them, they're not seeing any projects, they're not seeing any growth, there's no career path. Yeah. How will they ever stay in your organization to make it to leadership? Right. And that was one of the things that we talked to uh, Vanessa this Vanessa. week. Yeah. yeah. She was talking about, obviously, swapping spit uh, back and forth where you have uh, females that you're just pretty much poaching from other organizations into executive ranks. That's not good from a long term strategy. Internal mobility is that long term strategy yeah. and which also has to be coupled with great outreach and diverse outreach. So yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm behind this 100 percent. I just think that it's it's upon gloat to really focus heavily on getting this infused into the market and getting acquired. Oh, yeah. That'll be interesting, too. Because otherwise, it's the next platform, everybody. It's the God. next all-in-one platform. Well, we had some news out of Houston that got your attention. What's going on in H-Town? That's right. U.S. District Court Judge Lynn Hughes ruled against Jennifer Bridges and about 116 of her fellow Houston Methodist co-workers, that's right, a hospital, who sued to block the COVID-19 vaccinations requirement. Houston Methodist Hospital moved to dismiss the case. Remember, the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission released guidelines that actually said employers can mandate the vaccine. So what's happening here is the hospital who takes care of people uh, they want to ensure that their employees are are covered from a COVID standpoint so that when they are actually dealing with their customers or dealing with their patients, that they're good. Right. Mm -hmm. But Jennifer Bridges and her co-workers claim that COVID-19 vaccines are experimental and mm -hmm. dangerous and gaslight much and uh, that it would be wrongful to be terminated for refusing to get vaccinated. Well, I tell you what, you're going to get vaccinated, Jennifer, or you're going to get fired. Only in America are we lucky enough to have ample vaccine. The rest mm -hmm. of the world is begging for it and shit like this happens. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very American thing that the rest of the world must be puking over um, as they read it. I feel like this is the new stop the steal activities that these folks need something else to do. So now it's stop the vaccine. And by the way, I think you met, you 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 sort of touched on this, but uh, so the judge admonished uh, Bridges' analogy in her defense uh, that her threat of termination in this case was quote uh, like like quote forced forced medical experimentation during the Holocaust. So to throw in like the Holocaust that tells you in this defense. Yeah. It's just, 
it's so it's so bizarre and and, and the, the judge slapped her on the wrist for that um but then the judge also said quote uh it is a choice made to keep uh staff patients and their families safer which is really where that this is a hospital dealing with this issue yeah. uh the judge added bridges can freely choose to accept or refuse a covid vaccine however if she refuses she will simply need to work somewhere else it's choice. Amen to that. Uh, so, yeah, so this is this is going to be a thing. And I, I think we're, you know, we're headed toward, uh, you know, vol- I think it'll be voluntary passports. I think airlines and, and businesses will accept them and maybe turn away people that don't have them. Yeah. If they don't, I don't see the government mandating these passports, but companies will vo- will voluntarily do them. So at my kid's school, uh, this is a real microcosm of this whole issue, but my kid's day- uh, daycare has been really vigilant about taking temperatures when you come in, yeah. uh, cleaning hands, uh, masks. The kids wear masks all day. The parents wear masks going in. The teachers wear masks all day. So as we're as we're you know, getting uh, lessening those uh, those restrictions. We as parents have to come in with our vaccination cards in order to come in without masks and doing the temperature. Well, they'll still do temperature checks. Those may be a thing that we just have to live with uh, going forward. But uh, we won't have to wear a mask going forward if we have the validation card. If you don't have the card, you got to still wear the mask. So I see that kind of going where uh, businesses in the future and Indiana is a really red state. Uh, that probably won't go that far here, but um, you're going to have to show proof of vaccination in life. And that's just kind of how it's going to be if you want to do the things you used to do. Well, I, I think it's important for employers to educate first, right? Why is this important? Mm-hmm. But also understand employers have to mitigate risk after over 600,000 deaths just here in the U.S. alone. And it's incredibly prudent to mandate the shot for individuals working in offices, Mm -hmm. stores, and traveling to see clients. I mean, seriously, if I was a leader in an organization and I had my team that had to go out on site or they had to be customer facing, it would have to be mandated. I mean, because think of the risk associated with that. Again, what's the right thing to do? What's the most responsible thing to do? And when somebody says it's my freedom of choice to do that, well, it's also your freedom to find a job somewhere else. Well, Chad, I'm I'm glad you said responsibility and maturity. Well, maybe you didn't say maturity, but the next two <laughs> stories are going to get you excited about personal responsibility. As the best ad tool in the industry, JobAdX has been providing job board publishers, direct employers, agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms, dynamic job bidding and real-time ad delivery through our programmatic job advertising exchange. When we started, we described JobAdX as AdSense for jobs. Now, we offer much more with Switchboard and LiveAlert, completing our full suite of dynamic programmatic advertising tools with the best of consumer ad tech. Switchboard offers our dynamic technologies to all partner job board feed management, and LiveAlert eliminates latency and expired job ads via email. For more information about any of our ad solutions, please reach out to us at joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. JobAdX, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for all your advertising needs. Okay, quick question, Joel. Yeah. What is the punishment for jerking off during a Zoom call? Uh, six months penalties and then back on the air, baby. Is that the right answer? Or is there a joke I don't know about Seven yet? Seven and a half months. That's exactly right. <laughs> Tubin is back. 
Yeah. How's that taste, cancel culture? Just when he thought he had been yanked off CNN for good, Jeffrey wow. Tubin is back on TV. You like that? Although no word if he'll be appearing on Zoom anytime soon. It's hard to fathom that CNN let Tubin, our new favorite verb, come back. But here we are. Donald Trump Jr. chimed in on Twitter, you'll appreciate this, saying, quote, Imagine any other network putting Jeffrey Tubin back on air after being caught masturbating on a corporate Zoom call. Yeah, me neither. But CNN is totally good with it. I guess their prospects for talent are as bad as their ratings. Chad, are you ready to put Tubin back into your life? I am not. <laughs> I just can't. It's hard to believe that there are no legal experts that are out there they could have hired that wasn't Jeffrey Tubin. I mean, yep. did, how, how does this look from an employer, CNN? How does this look for them to mm. the rest of the world? I just can't believe seven and a half months. But yeah, I, it's hard, man. I don't get it. Yeah, I try to put myself in any any CEO's shoes uh, if this had happened. And, and granted, he had no track record. There was no trend or history of him, you know, behaving badly. But if you're a CEO of a company, I don't care what size it is. If this happens, like I can't let you back in the in the door. Like I, you, I gotta fire you. Like I, I wish you luck, and I, I understand and forgive you. But I can't let you back into our organization. So the fact that no. he came back to CNN as opposed to, I don't know, uh, Cheddar TV or some other like low level news newscast to sort of work his way up was sort of surprising. Um, and so so my wife, my wife is left-leaning. Uh, that's probably no surprise if you listen to the show. And she loves CNN. Like, she loves her some CNN. And I asked her, I said, are you okay with, with Jeffrey Tubin coming back on air? And she was pretty forgiving about it and accepting. And I said, now, if he had been on Fox and done that and come back, do you think that you would feel the same? And of course, she said, yes, I would. But I kind of no suspect way. she might not no have way. felt the same if no Bill O'Reilly had whacked off on Zoom and then came back. Um, and I also throw in like, speaking of O'Reilly, it wasn't like Tubin was this cash money machine for CNN. It wasn't no. like Howard Stern or Hannity. Like, no, he probably means nothing to the bottom line of CNN. So to let him come back and piss off a whole a bunch of demographics of people in the process was a little bit risky. So uh, I agree with you, man. I'm totally shocked that he's back at all, let alone after eight months, seven months. I yeah. didn't think he'd ever be back on CNN. I thought I'd no. see him on like 2020 randomly or, you know, some other news thing, but yeah, it's fucked up. I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> well, let's talk about strippers. Okay. Dude, what's the tally on number of times strippers have made it into our show, by the way? Anyway, they're back. Yes. Uh, according to local news, Fox 8 New Orleans, Larry Flint's Hustler Club is experience, experiencing what they say is a, quote, national exotic dancer shortage, end quote. Like any business facing difficulties filling positions, the club is offering signing bonuses. The club is offering up to a $1,000 signing bonus to any new or returning entertainer entertainers in quotes there the dancer shortage is also hitting las vegas one of our favorite cities yeah. little darling strip club recently posted a sign on the strip that read quote stripper shortage now accepting ugly girls in quote new orleans and vegas their loss is only fans gain i guess uh what do you make of this national tragedy chad 
Well, first off, the whole ugly girls thing, that would make – I think it should make any female just say fuck you. They should. I mean, it's like close your goddamn doors, asshole, right? That's a good thing that's not their audience. <laughs> no, it is their audience. They're trying to attract strippers, right? So, therefore, if I'm a female and I see that, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? It, it gives you an idea of what management is like. And I wouldn't want to work for, for, for an asshole. And that's obviously who it would be. But I love, <laughs> I love how this story states, quote, Meanwhile, some slipped through the cracks, some strippers Mm -hmm. slipped through the cracks and either left the industry to retool their skills in another industry or or have been collecting Biden checks, unwilling (laughs) to go back to work. So let me translate this for all for for all of you out there who don't speak idiot speak. Some women reassessed their lives and their skill sets and they found new careers while others are going to wait as long as they possibly fucking can before allowing some old man to fucking slobber all over them. <laughs> we, we should underscore, I think this was the dredge report, uh, which tends to be a right leaning uh, sort of risque publication for those, those who know it. Uh, but yeah, my thing was like, yeah, well, they're all on OnlyFans. I mean, the growth of that. Although, I guess we have talked about the challenges of not everyone is making a thousand dollars a day on OnlyFans. Um, but clearly, clearly, I think the pandemic has made a lot of people sort of push pause on their life and think about what do I want to do and where am I going and what changes should I make. And I, I'm guessing a lot of women and I guess you know. Maybe men too have, have asked themselves, like, is stripping what I want to do? And they've they've gone into a different direction. If they're educating themselves or taking a different track that's that's more uh, I don't know, serving of humanity, then then good on them. Yeah. And if they want to go online and they don't have to smell or deal with a bunch of stinky old men and still make cash, <laughs> welcome to twenty twenty one. You've painted a very dark image of strip clubs. <laughs> they have great buffets, my friend. They have great buffets and chicken wings. Oh, hell no. And we out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. There's so many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.